Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by vet Tommy Heffernan, which most of you may know as Tommy the Vet, in a two-part interview. On the first episode, Tommy highlights the do's and don'ts and top tips related to calving the sucra cow. I first asked Tommy to talk me through the stages of the calving process. I suppose, like every mammal, the cow has three stages of um, calving. Um, the first stage is, is probably the longest stage where she gets ready to calf, sends a signal to the cow uh, that it wants to, to hit the real world. And that stage takes anywhere before, you know, between 12 to 8 hours. And what's happening there, Catherine, is the calf is coming up into the cervix and the cervix is opening. Um, and this is often a stage when we get a little bit restless on farm and maybe intervene a little bit too early. Um, the next stage then is the important stage when the cervix is open and the calf, the cow is actually starting to calve. So the calf is coming up into the pelvis. This is often when we see the water bag coming out, the feet uh, maybe appearing, uh, and the cow is starting to push that calf up. And that can last anywhere, you know, between half an hour to four hours. And then the last stage is the, is the actual calving, the expulsion of the calf itself and the placenta after it. So there, there are the three stages of calving, Catherine. I suppose you hit it there, Tommy. Really, one of the main worries among farmers is how long do you wait before you intervene? How long is too long? Yeah, it's a very good question. And I suppose from experience, uh, we tend to get a little bit panicky around calving. Um, we certainly intervene maybe a, a little bit early. When, so a cow is a, is a herd, spe- a herd preco- a precocious species. So basically she likes to go off and calve on her own, uh, be left alone. So um, I think if a cow is a bit restless, that's a, that's a normal thing before calving. So you know, that's the value of calving cameras too, to watch them from afar. So we try not to disturb them when they're, you know, the, the pins are dropping, they're a little bit restless, they can be getting up and down. Um, you know, how, how long is too long? I think when, when we start seeing that second stage, when you see the water bag out for, you know, more than two hours and no progress has been made, I think that's a time that we start thinking about taking a look and, 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 and handling that cow. You know, if we see straining in particular, so if a cow is starting to force for more than maybe 30 minutes and she's making no progress, we're not seeing any progress with, with, with feet coming or anything like that, if the tail is up, again, that's a time when you might go in and start thinking about handling that cow because uh, in the first stage of labor, as I described, the calf is in a very safe place. The placenta is attached. There's no contractions happening in the uterus. When a cow starts forcing for, you know, 30 minutes or, or, or longer, then you have a, a slight danger in that a placenta is going to be detached and that oxygen supply for the calf is, 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 going, to be, is going to be compromised. So I would always say to people, you know, if the water bag's out for two hours, maybe if the water bag's discolored, obviously, if you know if it's a younger heifer or maybe a heifer that shouldn't have been in calf, you'd always act a little bit quicker. But generally, cows, we give them a bit of time. The calf is safe unless there's a lot of forcing and the water bag is out. If you see a calf, obviously, again, with a swollen tongue or something like that, you might want to get in there quicker. And when the farmer starts to handle the cow, what are the key things that they're looking for that it's a normal presentation? Yeah, normal is the, is, is the great word. You know, normal to me, you know, 
like every time, and I say this to any young farmers or even young vets, is every time you do get to handle a cow, feel and have a good feel of normal, have a good feel of legs, space around the head. Um, what we want to see, and, and most farmers will notice, is the normal presentation will be your two front legs coming um, and, you know, your head engaging in the pelvis. And again, it's very hard, I suppose, you know, on a podcast to describe this, but, you know, having a having a space around the head um, and maybe those front legs are coming to a point that they're not crossing. And, you, you, you know, understanding that space, and it only comes from experience, really, and putting your hand in there and understanding what the normal is, but it's it's an area we really need to get good at. at any time, any time you have a chance to put your hand in, always have a a good idea of space because we really need to. That's a, a really key time when the head uh, and legs are in the pelvis before we start applying any pressure. That we know that we, you know, it, it's a time to stop and think: Have we got space here? And it can be very deceiving as well because we don't know what's coming after the head and, and legs, whether the shoulders are big or whether, you know, this calf has big hips. And that's that'll be down to knowledge about the, your maybe your stock bull or AI bulls, you know, but it, it can be it can be a difficult time. It's a, it's a, it's a real tricky point uh, to make decisions on. And obviously, if there is an issue that there's a leg down or head back or the calf is coming backwards, what's the best approach then? Yeah, well, again, it's down to experience. So what are you feeling? What's normal? OK, uh, one one that always, uh, you know, will occasionally catch people out is, is your twisted calf bed. Right. So when you go in um, and, you know, you have a full twist on the uterus and you put your hand in, it feels like going into a tunnel. You don't know whether the cow is calving or she's not. If you're feeling anything um, that's not normal and you're not sure, that's time to call for help. If you have legs back or heads back, again, it's about slow manipulation, working with the cow. Remember, like, you know, having your gloves and your lube on to protect yourself and protect the cow and having some sort of a time frame in your head around how much time you spend manipulating legs, uh, particularly if it's a difficult breach and the cow's been calving for a while. You know, getting legs up can be very difficult, working very carefully. You know, the, the, the vagina of the cow is, 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 quite, is quite tough and durable. But when you start manipulating legs inside the womb, you can do quite a bit of damage. So have I'd say to farmers, have a time in your head, um, be it five or 10 minutes, where you give yourself time to slowly manipulate legs into the right position, the normal position you'd expect. And if you're not making progress, then call for help and work with the cow. You know, when she's forcing, it's not a time to be pulling on legs because that's when she's forcing the womb and you're pulling pressure on uh, that leg. It can be when you do damage as well. When you're manipulating legs, cupping those hooves in your hand, if you can at all, to prevent damaging that uterus. You have some great tips there, Tommy. From your experience, what are the main things that you should be avoiding uh, avoiding around calving, well, look, I mean, you could talk about calving for for, for hours. The, the main thing is never take a chance, you know, never, like a cesarean section, it may be a big cost, but, you know, it's a lot less traumatic on your calf than a, than a hard calving or pull. So, again, if you know the normal, if you're feeling something that's unusual, and look, it doesn't happen too often, but we can have calves with watery belly that, you know, might feel those legs and the head are normal, and then suddenly you get to a point and that big balloon of a belly is stopping things so if you're not feeling the normal ask why uh, and i think it's always a time to stop don't chance that calf with a big head and legs if the legs are crossed you know particularly if you see the feel those big feet and the front feet are crossed it can often be an indication as well that the shoulders um are very big in that calf understand you know have as much knowledge as you can around the the genetics of of, of the bull that you might be using and whether it's a the potential for difficult calving, but don't take chances. 
um, and, and know the normal is a key message for me. That's great advice, Tommy. I suppose most farmers are well used to using a Calvin Jack at this stage. Can you talk me through what are the key things that farmers need to be aware of when using a Calvin Jack? Yeah, uh, I suppose the first thing, and, uh, and we might come to it as well, is, is the key thing for me, if, if nothing else is remembered from this, is remember, and I've been caught like myself with this, is the cow is, is health and safety at calving. Um, before, you know, just, it, it, we cannot say it enough, a cow or a heifer at calving time is probably one of the most dangerous animals in the farm. Two occasions in my 15 and a half years in practice, the only two times I, I came in compromise was with, with cows at calving time. It can be very unpredictable. Um, so just proper restraint, you know, before you put on the calving jack. So having your sculling gate, having your gate, keeping a gate between you and the cow, having the cow properly restrained before you go using the calving jacks, really, really important. Again, having your lube and your gloves, plenty of lubrication, gloves. And when you're applying the calving jack as well, you know, we're often using the calving jack with the Moore Park head, make sure it fits on the cow, you don't trap the tail. Um, so, you know, your bigger cows, sometimes you have to, you'll see some farmers, they'll actually open out that Moore Park uh, head a little bit to, to fit on the cow, making sure it's not blocking on the vagina. And remember, the calving jack is a fabulous tool, but it's a weapon of mass destruction as well, because the, it, it can put on the pressure about three adults, which is a huge amount of physical force. And we need to work with the natural cycle of the cow when she goes to calve. You know, we need to work with her when she's forced. We don't, don't put too much pressure too early. Work with the cow um, when you're using the calving jack and just be aware of the pressure that it can put on. Um, so, you know, we often tend to panic a little bit with the calving jack. And I, and I, would, I, I would say go easy with the calving jack and remember the pressure that it, it can apply. From your experience of the 15 and a half years as a vet, are there any tips that you've seen farmers use on their farms or that you've used where there's difficulty getting a calf out? Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose, again, I, I'd always err on the side of caution, but, um, you know, using, having the right ropes on your calving jacks, okay? Having a calving jack, there's now the time before calving comes to make sure the jack is working. You know, the last thing you want is a jack that's not, you know, you, you, you go, you, the jack might have been used since last year. Make sure, check your calving jack, make sure it's working. I always go for the, the, the bigger type of rope and I, I, I always prefer the bigger calving ropes and just put them on correctly. I, it's hard to describe it again on a podcast, but I'd always put a, a, a rope around the, the top of the fetlock and I'd actually put a second lock on it so this, you're spreading the pressure on it uh, on both legs. Um, again, plenty of lubrication and knowing what space is about. Knowing, you know, and look, Legs and heads can fit into the pelvis, but just being aware of those shoulders, watching for that crossing of legs uh, and, and taking your time. Another, another thing we must remember is when, when the calf is engaged in the pelvis and, and the chest is engaged, you're, you're, you're starting, uh, you're changing the process of how that calf gets its oxygen from the placenta to uh, the calf will actually start breathing when it comes out through the pelvis. So, you, you know, a lot of times as well, when the, when the, the calf is, uh, maybe at the hips and stuff like that, we seem to see a lot of pressure on. The calf at that stage can actually breathe. So sometimes it's it's actually better to slow down there. We get a little bit panicky often uh, at that stage uh, because we, you know, we're, the calf is nearly out. But I, I'd never be afraid to to stop at that stage when the calf is out past the chest to let it actually take a breath. Finally, you've mentioned there the importance of restraining the cow at calving, and that is a key part on the farm. And a lot of farmers are using calving gates. What are the key points that farmers can keep in mind this calving season before it starts in 2021? 
The best investment you can make is a good calving gate. Obviously, the position of that calving gate is important. Uh, typically, we'd always want the calving gate in against uh, the wall where the left-hand side of the cow was exposed if, if, if there was the need to do a section. Uh, and often, most of us are right-handed as well. It's easy manip easier to manipulate the cow. The sculling gate as well, if you're, you know, you're typically, if you're going to calve a cow, it wouldn't be unusual when you put the pressure on that that cow can go down. Um, so just making sure that she can't, there's nothing to obstruct her neck. Um, Again, if there's gates that are pushed in against the cow that, you know, maybe you have a, a lot of people will use chains around the back of them, maybe having a rope that can be cut as a quick release if there's pressure on the cow. Um, I, I would say there are some of the key things I would think about. Again, having your water, being prepared in advance, having maybe your cold water for, for, for that calf that, you know, into the year, just, just having as much preparation as possible. And as well, the gloves and the lubrication are very important. They're very important for the perspective of not, reduce, not introducing infection and not getting infections ourselves as well. And one thing I would say, and this is one thing I've, I, I'm a huge advocate for, calving is a massive metabolic stress in the cow, but it's a physical stress in the cow as well. And one of the things I'd always say to, uh, you know, farmers is we, we typically go, you know, if a cow's had a, an intervention at a calving or maybe a, a bit of a, a heavier pull, we'd always say, oh, she needs a shot of antibiotics. But it's actually, it's the anti-inflammatory pain medication for the cow there that can make a huge difference. Huge vascularity in that area of the vagina and uterus. And, you know, there can be a lot of bruising and that, that can cause pain. And one thing we want the cow to do is when we're when she has calved is we want her to to take up with the calf and start eating. And uh, pain relief is probably underutilized in those hard calvings. And I think it's a great it's a great tool um, to use for any any time we have intervention. This is something maybe farmers can discuss with their own vets. Yeah, it's a prescription medicine, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, I did a lot of calving, a lot of lambing, and one of the things I've definitely noticed that, that it improved. And of course, you know. It, in practice, you would be called out to the, the more difficult cases. So it was a standard where would have administered uh, anti-inflammatory medication, and, and I'd be a huge advocate. But but a conversation to have with with your vet. Yeah. Some really interesting insights from Tommy there, and make sure to join me next week for the second part of the interview with Tommy when I cover caring for the newborn calf. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and thanks to Tommy for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.